Hello, this is Magenta Giraffes with me, Simona Roy, recording this on August 7th, 2022. Hello, everyone. I just finished up editing a previous episode that is coming out tomorrow, August 8th, and I was talking about how nothing good happens or nothing, it doesn't feel like anything good ever happens or will ever happen again. And, um, you know, I was hoping that I would have moved past that feeling, but I haven't, you know, I, I went through a really arduous week this week. I, I mean, I don't know if I want to talk about this first. Um, I'm going to put it on the back burner and I'll bring it up later, but let's talk about the things with my mom. I, um, after my dad told me about his dream about, you know, how she came to him in, um, you know, at first she was that, uh, like the clinic worker or something, but then when he looked closer, it was her. And when he was telling me this, he cried. And then that night when I went to sleep, I had a dream that she, the three of us were together or, you know, I knew that we had limited time, like she was there and she was going to die. And I kept asking her, are you going to die? And she wouldn't answer me. And I just wanted the three of us, me, her and my dad to just spend time together. And all I wanted was us for us to sit down and watch Monk together. If you don't know Monk, it's an American show starring Tony Shalhoub, and it was my mother's favorite show. She loved Columbo as well, um, Peter Falk. Uh, but, you know, in modern-day detective shows, she loved Monk. And it, it, was a, it, it was a really good show. Like, you know, me and my dad, when she wasn't sick or was, you know, normal cognitive whatever, we would walk by when she'd be watching. And then lo and behold, we would get sucked in by something. And then we would just stand there watching the whole episode. Monk was a really good show. But I think that now Monk is always going to make me cry. You know, maybe not... 50 years from now, but how old am I? I'm not going to be around in 50 years. Let's be real. That would make me um, 88. I don't think I want to live to 88. But uh, yeah, Monk is something that I really don't think I can watch for a really long time. And that's okay, because there's plenty of television to watch, um, you know, and I I will survive without Monk, but it's just it's so painful. She I I she watched so much Monk, and you know, um, man, towards the end, you know, when she just uh like was not cognitively functioning very well, we would watch episodes of Monk, and I'm sure I feel like I've said this on here before, but we would watch episodes, and um, she couldn't remember anything she just watched. And I would explain to her and I'd get really frustrated because I was so scared. Um, I'd say like, don't you remember we just watched this and this happened and that happened and whatever. And she would just have like a confused blank stare on her face like, no, we didn't. I don't remember this at all. We didn't watch that, you know. I just wish she was around. I would watch Monk with her all day, you know. So. I, you know, 
kudos to Tony Shalhoub. I will not be able to watch your masterpiece, Monk, in a very long time. But yeah, I just, in that dream, I just wanted her to be with us. And she was busy. <laughs> like, she just couldn't make time for it, you know? And I didn't even, I just didn't want much. I just wanted to sit down and watch Monk together. Um, and then the other thing that came up earlier this week was I read this really stupid book. Um, I don't remember who the author was, but basically it was like a sliding door situation where, um, one chapter was, uh, the life of this person. If like, if this accident occurred and then the next chapter was the life of the person, if, um, the accident didn't occur and how different the lives would be. And, um, yeah, I don't recommend the book. I didn't think it was very good. Uh, both lives turned out fine. They were different, but, um, I couldn't get like the thought of the multiverse out of my brain after reading that book, meaning like, you know, the theory that every decision that could happen or every possibility that could happen has happened. And it's another life. It's another world. It's another universe, whatever. Um, I don't know. I'm not going to relate it to the Avengers, whatever. <laughs> they go back in time. Um, and that's one possibility. I don't know. It's complicated, guys. But the idea <laughs> is like there are multiple universes out there and there's multiple yous out there, right? Which um, is kind of cool if you believe that. I mean, I don't know why it wouldn't be true. I don't know. I don't know these things. I just, you know, ruminate about them and then I freak out. So the reason why, well, the book wasn't very good. And then, and also, have you seen Sliding Doors? I actually tried to watch it because I hadn't watched it ever. And I really tried to watch it because it's a very famous example uh, that people use. I use it all the time, having never seen the movie. Uh, I couldn't get through it. It is a very bad movie. It's not good. <laughs> Don't watch Sliding Doors. Uh, you can if you're grieving because it's not really about grief. I mean, maybe it is towards the end of the movie. I gave it a really, I gave it a good college try. I think I got through half of that movie. And then I was just like, I cannot watch this. I mean, in one version of this woman's life, Gwyneth Paltrow is just, or it's Gwyneth, right? That's how she pronounces it, whatever, um, is, is beautiful and blonde and happy. And then the other version, she has her mouse brown hair, her mousy brown hair, and she is in a gaslighting, horrible relationship. And she's miserable because she doesn't have a good job. So it's just bad. It is just bad. And so in that example, it's just bad and good, I think. I mean, I d again, I didn't finish the movie, so maybe some good comes out of her, the bad decision. I don't know. Um, I think that's the one where she doesn't make the train. I don't know. Uh, but regardless, the book that I read, you know, they were just different lives, but they were both pretty good. Like it ended up working out in the end. Um, sliding doors, I think, is telling us that one way is better than the other. And I guess that's what I'm fixated on, right? Like, if there are other me's and other pot, like, 
versions of my life or our lives <laughs> um, that are just better. You know, one, there's definitely one where my, we didn't get COVID. My parents didn't get sick. Although in this day and age to not get COVID is pretty difficult. So maybe we'd have, we would have gotten it by this point. Um, but that, that version obviously is better than this version. So basically the reason why I'm caught up in this whole multiverse concept is because I think I'm in a really bad verse universe. (laughs) I'm in a bad one. I wouldn't say I'm in the worst one. The worst one would be if both of my parents died. So some Simona is out there living that reality. I feel very bad for her. Um, so this is not the worst, you know, and it's in community, they'll say, like, this isn't the darkest timeline, because it could be darker, but it feels fucking dark, you know? So then I'm just obsessed with all these other versions of these possibilities where better things have happened, you know, one where maybe I, like, really did make it in music or whatever, you know? Um, and I can't help but be envious of these other me's, these hypothetical me's. And I'm wondering how much better they have it than me. And, you know, if you've seen the newest, um, uh, the Doctor Strange movie, which, because that, oh, yeah, that one's all about the multiverse. I should talk about that, not the Avengers, the <laughs> Doctor Strange movie. Um is it a spoiler alert? Okay, maybe. If you haven't seen the second one and you want to see it, I'm giving you a little bit of a spoiler alert, I think. But you kind of find out pretty early on the movie. And it's called Doctor Strange in the Multiverse, so you should get it right then and there. But a character who, you know, unfortunately becomes, like, evil, um, she can't she can't stop thinking about other versions of herself too who have it better than her. So she wants to go to another universe where her character or her not her character herself has children. She wants to go and live that life, you know? But then what about that version of her, you know? So she doesn't care about that cuz she's like off her rocker. Um So that's the thing. It's like there's probably another universe where I'm living it up. And I'm living the life and I couldn't have had it better and horrible things didn't happen in the world. I mean, I'm sure, yeah, there's probably a multiverse without COVID, you know, Um, a multiverse where gore won. I don't know. Um, Well, it's just a universe. It's not everything's not multiverse. But it's like a real bummer to think about those other possibilities when you're in the second to darkest timeline. Um, so I couldn't like really get that out of my head because I was just so envious of other better universes than ours because it's really sucking right now. So, and I was talking to my therapist about it and it also makes you feel kind of like you don't have any control over anything. And I think that that's what makes these days so hard is that more than ever, at least for me, I feel like there's a just a total lack of control of anything I do, um, which it just it makes surviving difficult. And it's not true. I mean, there I do control a lot, uh, but there seemingly feels to be more that is uncontrollable, which is just very hard to grapple with. Um, 
And then the thing that I wanted to talk about, you know, that I almost brought up earlier, but I'll segue to it now, is I um, I put myself out there and I auditioned for a musical production, a community theater production. And that was earlier this week. That was Wednesday. And so it was a grueling and like I said, it was an arduous week, so it was a grueling, arduous experience. You know, um, there were no set times for these auditions, as they never are, as it never is for community theater. So I got there at seven because that's when it started. And really, like you should be there like maybe an hour before, honestly. Uh, but I got to work, man, and I don't have time for that. So I got there at seven. I didn't go on, like meaning I did not like get to sing my thirty-two bars until 9.50 p.m. And that would have been okay. I was, you know, waiting. It's just hard also because as a singer, you want to stay warmed up vocally. And then I'm not going to be that obnoxious person singing in the middle of the room to like to stay warmed up. Like, I hate those people. And I will never be one. Um, So, you know, it was kind of nerve wracking to stay warmed up however I could. But the worst part of it was there was no air conditioning in this room that was kind of like, I mean, it looked like a very small church. Like it is, it was a church feel, you know? So this small church, no air conditioning, waiting for three hours to sing my 32 bars. And I've been preparing for this audition for three weeks and I've been thinking about it for a very long time. And I really, really wanted the opportunity to be able to get the part that I wanted. Um, and I did my 32 bars. It wasn't the best that I could have done. The piano player apparently did not know how to play piano. And it was actually a song from the show that I was auditioning for and apparently did not know how to play that song. So that sucked. But the professional that I am, you just keep going and you plow through and you act like nothing is happening, (laughs) which is what I did. So I finished, wasn't happy, but I was like, you know what? Gave it my best shot under the circumstances. And I went home and I went to bed. And then when I woke up, I saw that I got a call back. The email came in at 2.07 a.m. And um, I was very excited. I was like, okay, yes, I'm excited because now I feel a little less nervous um, because now I just get to prove myself and I get another shot. And I, I felt a little bit more confident. And just that little bit more confidence you know, makes you feel better. So again, another full day of work. I looked over the music that I thought that they might choose. And I looked over every song in the show for this particular character, except for one song. And so you know that they chose that one song that I didn't look at. And uh, so I was, when I got there, I was like, okay, great. So this is the song that I didn't look at. So I'm like, I leave the building and I go down the street and I'm humming to myself to try to, you know, figure out how am I going to do the musical phrasing of this? What kind of things am I going to point out acting wise? And where am I going to crescendo, build, belt, all those things, right? I'm really planning out these bars that uh, I have to prove myself all over again. And, um, and I was just, you know, doing my thing. And then I was like, well, maybe I should check where they are, you know, as far as like who's singing and stuff. And then I didn't realize that they had called all the characters in, like the character that I was auditioning for. 
And I was just like, oh my God, Jesus Christ. So I see them lined up and I don't know where I'm supposed to be, but I asked some girls in front of me and they were nice enough to be like, oh, we think that you're here, but you haven't been called yet or whatever. So I'm listening to these people do their thing. And I'll be honest, I wasn't really impressed by anybody. Like I thought that everybody was good, but I was like, all right, like there isn't anybody who I'm like okay, that's the one to be or whatever. Like, look, when it comes to this kind of stuff, like I've been singing since I was 11. I studied a long time. I went to school for music. Like, if there's anything I'm going to be competitive about, it's going to be vocal ability and quality. And it's something that I know, you know, it's something that I have expertise in. I've put in all those hours. I know what I'm talking about. And I know what I'm talking about technically. So I'm listening, I'm listening with my critical ear, and I'm just sizing up the competition. And then finally, I get to go. And let me tell you, it was the best audition I have ever done. And I felt it. I felt the music. I felt the words. I made strong acting choices. My voice really sounded good in the space the color, the tone, everything. It was just like I couldn't have asked for better from myself. So I was really, really proud. And I really didn't think that anybody came close. And I, you know, I'm sounding very boastful right now. But when I tell you that I will be the first person to let you know that somebody's better than me or that I feel like, you know, this could be um, competition, I will let you know. Like, I'm always going to be honest about that. I'm very highly critical of myself when it comes to this arena. And, you know, my mom was very supportive and was there with me with every recital, voice lesson, everything. And I don't think she ever thought anybody was better than me, but she would always tell me when I could be better. So she was critical of me. And I I wouldn't change that for the world, but it wasn't easy. She was not a mother who would just blanket everything and say, oh, you're the best, you're the best, you don't have to worry, you're the best. No, 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 no. She would just be like, all right, you got to do this better here. That didn't sound good. You have to blah, blah, blah. And she wouldn't know the technical terms, so then I'd get mad at her. I'd be like, you don't know what you're talking about. But she always told me. And I think that if she was there at that audition, she would have said, like, nobody came close, you know? Um... So I was really proud of myself and a lot of other of a lot of the other people there were also going out for several roles and I just was very clear. I wanted this role. I wasn't going to do an understudy thing and that's it. And so after all those the characters that I was trying out for went um the director came by and she's like just to make sure you only want this character and you're not interested in understudying and I said yes. She's like okay, then in that case you're free to go. Um you know, thanks so much for coming out, blah blah blah. So and I knew the director. We had done a show together before. Um so I was really 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 excited. I was like, you know, that was great. Like and <laughs> I'm so glad that I went through it because I haven't felt confident in my vocal ability in a long time. I haven't sung in three years. You know, I had momentum with doing shows in 2019 and then the pandemic happened. Um, So it was really nice to feel like I was back in my arena, you know, and the fact that when I was done, there were strangers who came up to me and said, like, that was great. Like, You know, people commented on, I mean, they said that I was magical. They said that I was 
pure magic, you know? And these are people who don't know me. And it was a really nice feeling. And it made me feel like, oh, yeah, that's right. I, I am good at this, you know? The thing that has been the thorn in my side for a very long time, um, it was nice. But so I felt really good and the, you know, that was the callback and it was Wednesday. I didn't hear anything on Thursday. By Friday midday, I was like, this is bad. I didn't get it because I haven't heard anything. And then I reached out to one person that I knew because I know them through this other theater. We're not close, but we're friendly. So I just felt like, you know, I'm not hearing anything. I just got to know maybe this person has the pulse on it. And they did. And they told me that the part that I wanted was already offered, accepted, and so was the understudy for that. So I didn't get it. After all of that, and you could tell, I think you could tell by the cadence of my story that I didn't get it. Um, so I hope you, you know, you're not devastated for me. But um, I think that, ugh, all right, here we go. Here come the waterworks. Um, singing has always been very difficult um, because it just never, it never seemed to work out the way that I wanted it to. And um, my mother was always the most supportive person um, for me, for music. She just always thought, like, that this was it. This was my biggest talent. And it's been painful because, it's like I said, it's just never worked out how I wanted it to and also how she wanted it to. And, you know auditioning for musical theater has also been such a difficult thing in my life because when I was younger, no matter how well I sang, I wouldn't get cast because I wasn't white. Um, you know, it's always been a very, very biased, racist arena. And I think that Broadway is changing and things like that. But community theater is always <sighs> going to be the worst end of it. You know, you would think that community theater where they want people to come and it's on the amateur level that they would be more open-minded but they are in fact in my experience the most closed-minded people now I don't know I don't think that that's necessarily what ha what happened here <laughs> like I'm just telling you my experience of musical theater it just felt like when I was young I um was not white so I couldn't get the roles no matter how well I sing. And now that I'm older, I'm not a minority enough to be cast in a very liberal production. Um, I know it's like, you know, a privilege whining, but I think that there is merit to what I am saying. And it was an experience, I think, of, you know, casting that wasn't merit-based necessarily. The, like, I really strongly feel like the best person didn't get the role, but, you know, that's art for you. <laughs> that's any audition for you. You know, it's can you fit this intrinsic rubric that these casting people, directors, producers see, you know? It's really hard to be objective uh, in these situations, but I know that I sang Everybody Under the Floor and or under the table whatever the fucking phrase is and it didn't matter it didn't matter I could have 
blown, literally blown the roof off of this establishment with my voice and it wouldn't matter because I didn't fit the the look, the need of the production. And it was a true bummer, you know. I was pretty devastated because it took a lot for me to be vulnerable like this again after everything that I've been through with losing my mom, losing my biggest support for music, and then also just going out there and trying when I felt like so, um, when I just had such a lack of confidence in myself, I still did it. I still pushed myself. So I'm very grateful that I did it because now I know, oh, wait, yeah, I'm actually a very good singer. So I got to remember that. <laughs> um, and then two, it was a brutal reminder that these things are never fair in the most literal sense of the word. Um, because they just can't be, I guess. But, you know, it's also just kind of the, that thing of just, you know, if you didn't see me as what you wanted, I wish you hadn't wasted my time and um, asking me back, you know? But I think that needed to happen in order for me to be like, wow, I'm very good at this, you know? So I can't, I don't regret anything. Um, It just was really, really... uh. It was rough, but on to the next. You can't let another rejection stop you because I've been rejected a billion times and I'm going to be rejected a billion times more. But um, this was, I don't know, you know, this was a very real conversation for me. So I hope you don't think of me as some like whiny bitch about it, but it hurt. This one hurt. Um and I might sound like a privileged whiny bitch, but it's my truth for right now. I'll probably listen to this later and regret everything I say, said, whatever. But uh, that's it. You know, for now, I got another audition coming up in a couple weeks. Not really thrilled about this one because I don't really love the show. But it gives me another opportunity to perform. And I think that's what I'm going to try to do with these auditions going forward instead of thinking them thinking of them as an audition I think I want to think of them as like a performance because if it's a performance then that's it and I'm not expecting anything afterwards and I'm just showing people what I can do so let's see if I could keep that positive attitude going but um that's it for now I'm just gonna say bye